Kia ora. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Good to see you. Uh, hi to those at home. My name is Andre. My uh, beautiful wife, Hannah, and I, we lead Cornerstone Church, and it's great to see you this morning. Who's a little cold? Still? Yeah, we, we, we should maybe like work out like a rotisserie roster for like the outsides with the heaters, and like you have like five minutes, and then you've got to get up and move like a rotisserie chicken. Um, We'll, uh, we will try and uh, keep you guys as warm as possible, but it was, what was it, minus four? Whew. Yeah, okay. So we do the best we can. Hey, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to kick off into week four of our five-week series on obedience. Okay, let's go. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you are already working um, and knitting together a theme just this morning. Lord, we know that you've got something up your sleeve for us. Lord, we know that you so love us and that we know that you want to connect with us like Donnie was saying. So Lord, we, we come into your presence this morning with um, hearts to receive a message uh, from your word in your mighty name. Amen. Cool. Okay. So we are week four into our five-week obedience series. Um, it looks a little bit like this so far. All right, so week one, we talked about obedience. Week two was obedience in unity, which we did at camp, which was a few weeks ago. Uh, then last week, Warren spoke on obedience and loving one another. And then this week, um, we're going to be doing obedience in intimacy. Now, we were just talking about... Uh, being close with God. And uh, in many ways, maybe this is, should have been one of the ones we did right at the start. Uh, intimacy with God. And uh, you can use whatever words, if some people feel uncomfortable using the word intimacy and God in the same sentence, uh, you can say relationship with God, uh, getting close to God, uh, spending time with God. Hey, Jed, he almost made it to the front. I'll give you a B plus, Jed. Well done. <laughs> Try again next time. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we, we're going to be talking about intimacy this morning. Um, what, so if we're talking about obedience, we're in the series of obedience. And immediately when you think obedience and intimacy, what I don't want to do this morning is I don't want to say, you must love God or he'll smack you with a stick. Okay, that is not what I'm saying this morning. What I am saying is that God wants relationship with you and wants relationship with us all. So this obedience, I want to kick us off right from the get-go. Obedience and intimacy comes from love. It comes from a loving God that we want to be close to God. It's not, we must tick the box and go through all of these things and therefore we have a close relationship with God and then we slide into heaven. That's not what we're talking about this morning, but we are talking about this call and obedience to being close to God. Here's some scriptures. Pray without ceasing, this communicating, this closeness, because you can't be close with someone without talking and communicating with someone. Uh, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who sees you in secret. Continue to steadfastly uh, in prayer, being watchful and with thanksgiving. We are called, we are commanded to be communicating with God on some level. And then there's a couple of scriptures in, scriptures in John 15 I want to unpack. Very well known. I am the true vine, says Jesus. 
and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, and so that it will be even more fruitful. Fruitful. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And it goes on to say, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is talking about this closeness, this abiding, that intimate connection. And what I love what um, Donnie shared this morning about um, God saying, where are you? He wanted to connect. I've said this before, but you are made. You are designed for connection. That's how you were built. That's how you were designed. So wanting to connect with people on a human level is very normal. That's the way that you were made. But you were ultimately designed and made to connect with God, our Father. And this abiding. But how do we do that? Now, before I kick into everything else, I need to be really honest. Uh, like Warren the, uh, the week before me, I can't get up here with any integrity and say, I've got this all sorted. Far from it. And I think most of us, if we, had, uh, the, if we stood up here and said, right, this is how you have a really deep, intimate relationship with God. This is how you do it. I think all of us would still put our hands up a little bit and go, man, I haven't figured this out. But this is what the Word says. This is what I found works. Okay, so when you, when you hear me saying this, don't sit there and think, well, he's the pastor. He's the super Christian. He's got it sorted. I don't. And in fact, things in life get busy. I was just saying to... Lyndon yesterday actually, just saying that in the craziness in the last two weeks we've moved out of our house and I think I've had three trips away and we've been sick and lost my wallet and all sorts of things have happened um, in that last, and there's more, Hannah's like, I could add ten things. Um, and so I was just thinking, oh man, I'm feeling just a little more warm than I normally would. And I remembered that, and I'll talk about it later, where I find quiet time is often when I go to my office and I'm sitting there by myself. But I don't currently have an office at the moment because we're still moving into our hub and I've been away and I've gone, ah, I've, I've been lacking in my quiet times, which is really interesting. I'm going to ask you guys a question and I want you, if you haven't done it yet, to, if you're in a clump of people, say hi to the person next to you and I want you guys to take 30 seconds to answer this question. Um, I'm not going to get you to put your hands up or anything, but I'm just interested. Uh, turn to the person next to you. If you came with them, you can say hi again. Uh, or if there's someone around you, say hi and answer this question. In what ways can we grow a close daily relationship with God the Father? You have a minute or so. Off you go. Say hi to the person next to you. Introduce yourself. All right, 10 seconds, wrap it up. Okay. All right. If you saw, if you see one of the answers that you guys talked about, all I want you to do is just throw your hand up so I can see if I'm on the right page. So what are some ways that we can grow an intimate daily uh, relationship with God the Father? And here's the thing I want to say actually before we even answer this. God wants an intimate daily relationship with you. Now I don't know where you are all at in your faith. For some of you that might be a new comment, new statement, something that you've never heard before. 
But as Christians, we believe that God created the heavens and the earth. This uncreated creator wants a relationship with you. I'm going to talk about that later. But he wants that relationship with us. And, um, oh, was it Michael? Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Was it Michelangelo did the famous painting with God's hand and the other hand? Someone help me out. No. It was? Yeah. But I love that picture because, because in many ways God's stretching out his hand and there's an apathetic response from humanity. And God is always wanting to connect with us. And often when we're not connected, in fact, always, I'll take that back. Always when we're not connected with God, it's because we've either moved or there's become a barrier or we don't even, we don't, we may not even know why, but we are no longer connected to God. So here are some answers. Put your hands up if you saw one. The first one should be fairly simple because we just read a whole bunch of scriptures on it. Prayer. Okay. Who started with prayer? Okay. Very good. Keep your hands up. Wave them if you did worshiping or reading the Bible. Okay, steps of faith, time, being repentful, I think I made that word up, repenting, fasting, humility, being teachable, uh, appreciating creation, journaling, what have I done, self-reflection and humility. Put your hands if I've said any of those things that you think that might be some ways that you could grow in your relationship with God. Does anyone have any others that they'd like to yell out? No. Okay, good, I got it. Well done. So those are some ways that you can connect with God the Father. Um, Intimacy is like fresh water with God. I don't need I don't I don't need to on God's behalf say you must connect with him, you must connect with him, you must connect with him. Because if you've ever gone for a long hike and you've been hiking a long way and you've either got fresh water or you come to a freshwater stream, you dive into that fresh water. You drink from it and it is refreshing. It's beautiful. There's this great quote. Our relationship with God flows out of our love for God. And I think that's so true. Our relationship for God, our obedience in that relationship comes from our love for Him. And so I wouldn't say this, if you don't have a close relationship with God, therefore you don't love Him. I don't think that's true. What I do think is, is that we get into the busyness of life. And we're going to talk a little bit in a minute about how we both, we might, we might love God, know God, and believe God. But walking in that daily relationship with Him might not quite connect. Now, who's brave? Who's, who's been in that disconnect? I lived in that disconnect for a decade. I knew and I, con- and I, I understood that God loved me. But I, I just didn't walk in that. So, uh, intimacy is knowing. Okay, you can't be... Uh, close with someone, intimate with someone without knowing them. Matthew 7.23 says this, And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Intimacy is knowing God. So he says here, I didn't know you, and therefore we are not connected. Um, Matthew 7.22, again, it says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out miracles? When you read that verse, and you look at it again, many of you would have seen and know this verse very well. 
Who reads that and has a healthy fear of God when they read that, that scripture to a certain degree? I, I do. I read that and I go, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. And neither do you. And so intimacy is not just doing stuff. It's not just living over here and knowing Intimacy is not just turning up to church. Intimacy with God, a true relationship with God, is not just saying you're a Christian and occasionally like throwing something on your Instagram and be like, hashtag bless, okay? That, that, those things are great. But that other side of that, that deep relationship is so much more. And as though it, even though that it can be difficult, it is amazing. Um, and I've, I've, I've been in times in my life where my world is falling upside down, but it didn't change my relationship with God. And I think that's what God talks about when he says about joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of who we are. A lot of you will know the story. A lot of you won't. But I lost my eyesight twice. Went legally blind twice. Lost my job. Lost my driver's license. And I do remember just sitting there going, I'm going to praise you, God. You're the same God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And even though my circumstances are completely upside down, you are God and you are going to provide, or you're not, and that's okay as well. Intimacy is knowing. The currency, if you will, of intimacy, the way that we build and grow a deposit of intimacy with God uh, can be done in many ways. We named a whole bunch of them, but they all take one thing. They take time. We have to invest in our relationship. You know, any of you who have been married for a little while, you will know that uh, physical intimacy or romantic intimacy happens, and sometimes it'll just be, you know, uh, what's the word? It'll be spontaneous. Things will just happen. There'll be romance. But other times when you've been around a little while and you've got three kids, sometimes you've got to plan for a relationship. You've got to plan for intimacy. You've got to plan can I get an amen? Anyone else? No. <laughs> Look at that. All the dads. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all the men. Okay. Um, but the currency even means time. Okay. So we have to spend time. Now, there are a lot of ways that we can outwork those things, but they all require time. Now, again, I'm not saying we must be obedient. Hit you with a stick. I'm saying because we love God and he so loved you, and we're going to get there. He so loves you that you'd want to spend time with him. That you would want to spend time with him. I understand there's blockages. We're going to talk about those. I like this quote. Don't work God around your schedule. Work your schedule around God. I've talked to a couple of you um, and have said, look, I, I, my life is very busy, so what I do is I have my God time on the way to work. You know, I just, I just pray, I put on podcasts, I listen, and I make it work for me. But too often I think what we do is we go, I just don't have time for God. And what I'm saying is make it work for you. I've got three kids um, and a great wife who has, um, works different shifts and things like that. Um, and our little one, like, this is, what, this is no joke. What I was doing is I kept getting up earlier and earlier to, to have quiet time with God. And then somehow magically, like some little pixie, she would just know that I was awake. And then she would wake up and my whole God time would go out the window. So for the last few years, my God time has been, I go to the office, I'll put on worship music, I'll walk around my office and I'll make lots of noise, weird all the neighbors out. And that's, my, that's, that's where I have my God time. But I make it work for me. 
So my first question for you is, whatever, if you want to grow in your relationship with God, know that you've got to spend some time with God, and how can you make that time? I understand it can be difficult. Some of you might be quite easy, but for many of us it can be really difficult. So make your schedule work around God. Don't make, your God, don't make God work around your schedule necessarily. With intimacy, we learn a bunch of things. One of the things we learn with intimacy, if you're taking notes, is intimacy aligns us with his heart, his desire, and his direction. A lot of people say, oh, I need God to give me a word. And I'm like, cool. When was the last time you talked to God? Oh, a while ago. I'm like, he probably would have liked to have talked to you this morning. Oh, I prayed for three minutes and nothing happened. Well, what about reading his word? His word. <laughs> so, Intimacy, that spending that time with God, aligns us with his heart, desire, and direction. I love this quote from Philip Brooks. If God doesn't want something for me, I shouldn't want it either. Spending time in meditative prayer, getting to know God, helps align me and my desires with God's desires. The next thing is intimacy brings power. I do think that the church is not us church necessarily, but the church. I do think that we are weakened. Because we do not spend time with the source. Occasionally we'll get a little splashback on our face. Or we have a little, little sip when we watch another podcast. Or we listen to someone else talk about their revelation. But when you stand in the river with your hands open and just spending time with God, you are filled. And the power comes. There's another great verse. Um, when we are, verse, sorry, quote, when we are too busy to pray, we are too busy to have power. We have a great deal of activity, but we accomplish little. Many services, but few conversations. Much machinery, but few results. Time. When we spend time with God, we, there's a power. Not even, I'm not even talking like a supernatural, like um, prophetic or a discernment power. I'm just talking like a power to withstand the circumstances. You can't rock me. doesn't matter what you do. I know who my God is and who I serve. That's a powerful Christian there when they say those comments. Some of the strongest, most powerful statements I've ever heard from Christians are when they have gone through it. I look to the men to my left here, our associate pastor and our, one of our elders in the last three or four years, One's lost a son, the other one's lost a brother. And have said the same thing to me. And tears in their eyes just say, I don't understand, I don't understand these circumstances, but I know who God is. And you can't shake me. They might have been shaky for a time. <laughs> but they know. Intimacy brings perspective. Too often we focus on the big problems, not on our big God. Time in his presence changes our perspective, no matter the circumstances. Read that one again. Time in his presence changes our perspective, no matter the circumstances. You're going to go through stuff, but when you're spending time with him, you go, man, my God is big. He's got this. I like this quote. A man who is intimate with God will never be intimidated by men. I think we're intimidated <laughs> A lot. I hear this a lot when I talk to people about their workplaces. That person intimidates me. I'm afraid of this situation. 
Combating intimidation, um, you can do that through intimacy with God. Because here's the thing. When you understand who God is, when you really get to understand who God is with time and intimacy, you start to understand who you are. Now, when you understand who you are in a world that tries to push you and change you and adapt to you and break you, that's powerful when you understand who you are. Because I will stand. I'll be that rock in that river. I love this. Matthew um, 7, 11. I'm going to read this to you really quickly, if that's okay. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if a son asks him for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Your Father in heaven, he is your Father, and he loves you. He wants to give you good things. He wants to be in a great relationship with you. So here's a couple of thoughts. Ask, seek, knock. Can you guys say, ask, seek, knock? Right, ask, seek, and knock. Ask, go to him first, ask for guidance, seek, search, persevere, look, knock, activate, push. If you're wanting intimacy in your life, I just saw those words um, the other night and it just stood out to me. Ask. Man, so often, I'm not pointing anyone out, I'll do the thing where I look at the ceiling so I don't make awkward eye contact with anyone. He looked at me! <laughs> um... Too often I talk to people and they'll say, uh, I'm making this call, I'm going here, we're moving, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I'm going, cool, what, what do you feel like God's saying about this? Oh, well, I haven't prayed about it, but this is the smart decision, this is the right call to make. I'm like, hmm, sounds like worldly wisdom. And now you might be right, maybe you are right, but if you haven't sought God about it, I wonder whether God's in it. Ask for his guidance. The second thing is seek. Seek him out. Look for God in all of the places that he is in. Persevere and look. And then the last one, that knock, to me is an activation. It's a stepping out in God's presence. I know that 80% of you here who might be struggling with your intimacy or your deep relationship, quiet time with God, I know that if you could take a magic pill and take it and you'd have a great relationship with God, you would not 100%, right, I think. You would take that pill if you could have that magic relationship with him. But it's hard because there's all these different reasons that it's, there's, there's blockages. And we have to activate. We have to step out. You do have to have a conversation with your spouse and say, hey, how can we read our Bibles together? Let's, let's see if we could do that. Let's dust them off. Let's read our word together. Let's uh, just watch a good podcast. Let's sit and worship together and make a time, keep accountable, and do it, either together or separate. But knock. He didn't say when you walk up to the door and the sensor sees you and opens it. He said, knock, do something. I wrote this, to continually exist in God's presence, we must first walk in truth through the hallway of intimacy. 
which we enter through the doors of prayer, his word, worship, and time. To be in his presence continually, we've got to do it in intimacy. And to get to intimacy, there's a few ways, and there's four good ways. Worship, his word, prayer, and time. Now, some of us, like if I'd heard this message a few years ago, maybe six, seven years ago, I would have gone, oh, I feel like I'm divided. I feel like, I'm not, like I talked about, I'm over here and I want to be over there, but I, I don't know how. There's this great verse, James, you knew it was going to be James, right? Like if, anyone, if there's going to be a scripture that's going to convict you, let's look up James. James says this, Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. And you might be sitting there going, man, it hurts, Dre. Don't use that verse. Don't bring James up on a Sunday morning. It's too cold. But has anyone noticed that though that verse poses a problem, it actually has the answer in it too, doesn't it? Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Repent, wash your hands, come into his presence. So if you're sitting here this morning, and you're going, I'm too far away from God, and I, I, I'm living more in the world, or I don't even know this God you're talking about, but I kind of want to know, but it seems too hard, I've got too much stuff between me and over there. It starts, it starts in drawing close to him. It starts by saying, here I am, God. Here I am. You're asking where I am. Here I am. I'm broken. I'm hurt. I've got stains. I've torn my clothes. Here I am. And what does he do? He comes running for us. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. It's your first step. Acknowledging that you're not in his presence, but just saying, here I am, Lord. More often than not, instead of trudging through, what does our God do? He comes running. That prodigal son moment. He comes running. Picks you up. Kills the fattened calf for you. Or if you're a vegan, the fattened soybean. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> make a time. Here's some, here's some things to help you. Make a time. Make it work for you. Pray. Speak and listen. Any relationship, right, is a two-way street. We all have that one friend who does a lot more speaking than listening. Am I right? Don't look at anyone in particular, but we all have that friend. But a true relationship is, is listening and speaking. Practice listening. It's really hard sometimes to sit in his presence and just sit there. And just try and be quiet and not think about soybeans. And just go, okay, God, can you speak to me? I'm here. Here I am. Take time. Speak and listen. Read. I find it's helpful to be fixed and fluid from different times. So you might be like, well, this is what I like to do. I like to read an Old Testament chapter and a New Testament chapter as often as I can. And then just to spice it up, you might throw something in, like a, from a psalm or a proverb or something like that. So 
fixed Bible readings could really help you, but some, it's not, every, not, not everybody works like that. Some people just like to sit and kind of just flow through it and ask, the, ask God, what is it that you want to reveal to me? But a fixed Bible reading program can be really helpful. If you're doing that, also do some fluid stuff with it as well. Um, little and often in your quiet times would be one of my, my comments here. If it's a choice. You know, if you can, if you can do long three-hour sessions with God on a daily basis, do that. But if it's a choice, go often. You know, three minutes here, ten minutes here, five minutes here, but a consistent, oh, just, you know, wherever I can. And I did that because I want to give you a bit of freedom to, to, to know that, you know, that's probably not the ideal, but if you're stepping from here and you want to get to there, this is a good way. All right, I'm going to take five minutes just to thank God for my family. I'm going to take three minutes to do this. I'm going to take 10 minutes. Little and often can be helpful in the car park before work. All right, Lord, I'm going to pray for Vicky because, man, she needs it. I'm going to pray for her and her, I mean, my attitude, and um, I'm going to pray for her, I mean, my problems, and, you know, you know what I mean? Just taking the time to pray for people. Little and often is a good way to do it. Connect. We are a body. We are strength in numbers. So uh, connect groups. Can I have the worship team up, please? Connect groups are a really good place to do this, to grow in your relationship with God. Now, ultimately, it's always a personal relationship, but friends help. Good friends help. Good connect groups help. Strength in numbers. I want friends who say, hey, you're going off the rails. Don't you? As awkward as that might be. I've got people in my life who can kick me up the butt if I need it. And I've got those relationships in place because I know I'm not perfect and I might make mistakes. I might do something dumb. I might say something. I might not do something. Friends are really important. Be open. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take a moment. We're going to sit and listen. If you take anything from today, it's this. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. If you can take two things home, I would also then say, intimacy, the currency of intimacy is time. Spend some time with him. Not because you have to, but because you love him and you want to. Just remember that's how it works. I also, just before we get into this little thing, If you're here this morning and you've never heard that God loves you and that God wants to bridge the divide, I'd love to pray for you today. I really would. I'd love to introduce you to Jesus. I'd love to be praying for you. I'd love you to accept him and into your heart. Now, you might have a trillion questions, and that's okay. Uh, We're here to walk with you. So in a moment or so, I'm going to speak to that. But everybody else, can we do something really awkward? Close your eyes and listen. Try to push out the thoughts about food and everything else. Just say, God, here I am. Speak to me. It might be a verse, it might be a feeling. Thank you, Jesus. I wasn't planning to do this, but got to be fluid sometimes and I just got a picture of a seagull flying back from overseas with a broken wing I don't know if that's 
literal, you've come from overseas or you've come back and you just feel a little broken. God sees you, God knows you, God loves you. In his presence, you'll find healing. Now, just while your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, if there's anyone here that would like prayer this morning at the end of the service, I'll come find you. But if you want to know, if you want to commit your life to God, to Christ, if you even just have questions about that, or even if you, there's a recommitment, you go, God, I'm over here and I want to be there and I know I've got stuff I've got to get rid of, but I need you first. Would you raise your hands this morning? Would you just throw your hand up quickly and I'd love to pray for you. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Awesome. Just another moment and you can put your hands down if you put them up. Is there anyone else? Awesome. Thank you, Lord. <sighs> you know, the Bible says that when people turn to Jesus, there's a party in heaven. That's times four this morning. <laughs> Can we give God just a praise? Thank you, Jesus. Give him a round of applause. Thank you, Lord. If um, you're one of those four, I'd love to pray for you. Um, Pastor Lyndon would love to pray for you. We will come find you. We'd love to. Or just come find us at the end of the service. We can do it low key. We just want to pray for you. We want to be on that journey with you. Because it takes a village to do this walk. And even if you're from somewhere else or anything like that, we would love to connect you with a good church, with a Bible, connect you uh, with some good uh, resources. Could you stand with me, please? Time, listening, and all of those different ways that you can connect with them. Let's quickly go backwards. <laughs> There's a lot of slides. Sorry, guys. There we are. I reckon three or four of you could go into God's nature, go into God's creation this afternoon maybe with a hot water bottle <laughs> and just appreciate God's creation and that's going to bring you closer maybe it's prayer maybe it's being humble maybe it's reading the word maybe it's journaling for the first time God wants to connect with you Holy Spirit we thank you for your moving God we thank you that you're a God that loves us you are both far but you are near you are our Savior, but we want you to be our Lord as well. We give you all glory this morning. We give you praise and we give you thanks. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Reveal to us what we need to do to be even in more relationship with you. Amen. Thank you, worship team.